Welcome to Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We're four marriage and sex bloggers. Discuss the naked truth. What does God really want for the sexual intimacy in our marriage? I'm Jay Parker of Hot, Holy, and Humorous. I'm Chris Taylor from The Forgiven Wife. I'm Gay Christmas of Calm, Healthy, Sexy. I'm Bonnie Burns of Oyster Bed 7. again today for another podcast episode. Friends, what have you all been up to this summer? Well, I've been in school full-time, taking two classes, but they're compressed into eight weeks, so a lot of my time during the day is spent reading and writing, which are my two favorite things, but... Well, at least you'll get a grade for them, Bonnie. Yes. (laughs) I've been working. This is a really busy time of year for me at work, but... It's going to slow down a little bit in a few weeks, and so hopefully I can take a little bit of time off. We're going to take a vacation in a little while. But Where are you going on vacation? Where? Yes. Uh, We're going to Litchfield Beach. I know you know where that is. It's in South Carolina. Yeah, it's our favorite beach. So That sounds fun. I don't have anything super special to talk about. I guess I'm just kind of doing the usual stuff, keeping up with lots of projects. And uh, I've been trying to help my kids get employed for the summer, Mm -hmm. but that's been very difficult. Mm -hmm. So then I've been coming up with things for them to do around the home so they can contribute here and then get paid a little something. It's a good plan. Yeah. So if anyone wants to employ them, Make them work hard. Call me. (laughs) Well, I got to do something really awesome a few weeks ago. Um, I'm on the core team of the Christian Marriage Bloggers Association, and we met for a big planning retreat. So there I was in North Carolina with my husband and four other couples, and it was sort of a planning retreat slash marriage retreat. And since I had a captive audience, I thought I might take advantage of that and... uh, record a conversation, if the guys would let me. Um, I wanted to just find out what Christian men had to say about sex. So we gathered around the kitchen table, and there were five guys, and they're going to introduce themselves in a moment. And uh, I asked them some questions. And what we're going to do is listen to what they had to say, and then we'll be back to talk about what they had to say. Okay, ladies, I'm sitting here today with a special treat. I have some blogger husbands and husbands of bloggers, and we are going to find out what men have to say about sex. So, guys, could you introduce yourselves for us, please? I'm uh, Douglas Taylor. I'm the husband of uh, Chris Taylor, the Forgiven Life blog. Yeah, I think I've met you before. Once or twice. Okay. I'm Scott Means, and I write at HeavenMadeMarriage.com. I'm Brad Aldrich, and my wife and I blog at One Flesh Marriage. I'm Paul Byerly, and I write The Generous Husband and The XY Code. And I'm Tom Walter, and my wife Debbie and I do the Romantic Vineyard blog. All right. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Uh, on our podcast, we always talk about why sex is so important to women and what we can do to make our sex lives better. But one of the things that we often do is miss 
understand what it is that men actually think about sex. So we're going to ask you several questions. And what we want to know first is why is sex so important to men? And nobody's going to be brave well, enough to answer first. I, you know, it's, I guess it's an honor to speak for my entire gender. Um, it's a level of intimacy that is instantaneously recognizable. Um, it's it's a, a level of intimacy that, um, from a biblical standpoint, um, is not to be shared with anyone other than your your life mate, your soulmate. And it's, um, to be perfectly blunt, it's an easy way to show intimacy because of that. I, I agree. It's the ultimate form of intimacy. It's also the ultimate form of acceptance, I think, from it. We feel accepted. Uh, the other thing is it's incredibly enjoyable, and I like to share things I enjoy with my wife. You know, if, if, I'm, if I see an incredible sunset, I'm going to call her away from whatever she's doing to come and enjoy this sunset with me. And to me, sex is very much the same way. I would add that um, it's, it's a big part of connection. I think many men use sex as a way of reconnecting. When we've been away, um, if we've been emotionally away, we've had an argument or something, um, it, we see sex as a way of reconnecting. Um, women don't always see it that way. Um, but I think that's that's a big part of why we we see it as so important because we feel very connected to our wife after sex. Yeah, I would agree with that in, in the sense that for me, and it's a little bit stereotypical, but for me, you know, sexual intimacy is a is an on ramp to emotional intimacy. Right. So right. it 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 uh, it just makes it opens to me. It opens a kind of a wide path to, and and actually makes me feel more. Um, emotionally connected to my wife and so that's that's that, to me that's a really important dimension that's good I, yeah I, I would agree I think that for the sexual intimacy we've I've always said that that our sexual relationship is really a barometer of the rest of our relationship and so what the emotional intimacy the romantic intimacy the um, mental intimacy any any of the intimacy things that we talk about the, the sexual part of it is just, um, to use the word climax, I guess, of, of the whole. <laughs> and, and I think, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I think that to what, uh, to what Scott has said, um, that as Brad pointed out, not only is it, is it connective, but I would go so far as to say that the, the physical intimacy and the emotional intimacy, at least for me, um, is often one and the same. That, that I like that the attitude that it's a barometer. I hadn't thought of it that way before, but it, so much of that is is tied together that, yeah, it, it, it could be considered a barometer because, um, again, the, the physical and the emotional are, are one and the same with, with sex. And because of the connection that we're talking about, it is so much easier to have a really deep, intimate conversation after sex because the sex is, is connecting me to my wife. Uh, it can help me get in touch with my emotions. It just feels much safer to have some of those deep conversations our wives want to have after we've had the physical intimacy. Totally agree. Uh, and I think that's, that's actually a great lesson that women can learn 
is we want to have those conversations. It's just sometimes after after the connection, after the safety is communicated through sex. Now, I think men sometimes need to challenge themselves that we need to do it in reverse order right. because that's what our wife is looking for. But um, I think speaking to women, it's important to recognize that many men are happy to have those emotional conversations. It's just, it, it's a safer place to have it after we've had that connection. And so you're basically talking chicken and egg, communication and sex, which is it for men and which for women. If you have both fairly regularly, then it's no longer, I mean, there's no longer chicken and egg because they're both there all the time. Fairly regularly, that's a, that's a whole discussion. In well, that, yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> and, um, yeah, what, what counts as fairly regularly? More than once a week. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Several more than once a week. <laughs> I, I always answer um, whoever's the higher drive spouse answers, and then whoever the lower drive spouse answers, and they try and figure out what somewhere in the middle looks like. I, I used to talk about near daily sex, and Jay corrected me what it was that she said, um, most days sex. But both of them, the idea is you make the effort, but you understand life happens. And it's not going to happen every day. You walk in saying, okay, you know, if, if we manage more days this week than, than not, that's a, that's a decent number. And I may have totally misquoted her on that. It may, have, it may have been most days of the week or something like that. We'll let was, Jay correct you. It was a slightly <laughs> different. It was the same idea, but it was a slightly less, you know, it wasn't quite as, as intense a bar. So what did you all think about what the guys had to say? I think the one thing that kept coming back to me is that I've heard all this stuff about how men compartmentalize and women mesh everything together. I know a lot of people have probably heard of that book uh, called Men Are Waffles, Women Are Spaghetti. And then the concept is kind of, you know, men put things in little boxes. And for women, everything's just kind of all together. But this seems to be an area where for men, it's, I mean, it's they can compartmentalize, but it, but it seems like it's very together. It's like their emotional state and their physical state are very woven together. And so they kept talking about how um, this physical and emotional intimacy is, is really kind of the same. It's, it's an on-ramp to emotional intimacy, all these kinds of things. And it just seemed to me that this was an area where it, it, was, it was spaghetti for them. That's true. And I do want to admit that my questions were, I know they were a little stereotyped. Um, I know a lot of couples don't fit into the dynamic of a higher drive husband and a wife who is lower drive. Um, But this was a pretty good representation, I think, of men who were, you know, normal or higher drive and um, good-willed husbands who didn't seem to be particularly damaged by their sexual past in any way. Um, So I think for most of us Christian wives, these are the kinds of husbands that we have. But I did want to acknowledge that what they had to say doesn't apply to all husbands. Um, But, you know, it's kind of an awkward thing to ask the guys, so are any of you lower drive than your wives? Because that's not something that men really seem to handle too well. That's a difficult thing. Yeah, I think that also these men had been married for a while. And so, you know, if they've had some baggage and things, they've kind of worked through them, especially given what we do. And they, um, 
and there probably have been some seasons, you know, like I've said in my marriage, there have been seasons where my husband was the higher drive and then there's been seasons where I've been the higher drive. So I suspect someone, statistically speaking, someone in that group has experienced a situation where the wife was higher drive. But that may not have been their whole marriage. One of the men did say at another time during the retreat, he said, well, she's been married. I've been married to five different women during that time, and she's been married to five different men. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. We had been talking about mm-hmm. seasons, and I thought, wow, mm-hmm. that there's some truth. Mm-hmm. And I wonder... I wonder, too, because they're all about the same age, at least within a maybe a 10 or 15 year age age span. Not not any really young husbands, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Maybe 35. Anyways, my point is maybe as men age and the testosterone does start to calm down, they're more readily able to have the spaghetti brain and they're not so driven by testosterone and that, you know, compartmentalize sex, sex, sex. Not that I want to dismiss that. I think it's wonderful that men get to that point. But I'm just wondering out loud if age has anything to do with it, maturity. And they're all people who are involved in marriage ministry in some way. Um, three of them were bloggers. Um, one of um, So Paul Byerly does The Generous Husband and Scott Means does Heaven Made Marriage. And then Brad, along with his wife, Kate, do One Flesh Marriage. And then Tom Walter, uh, he and his wife do The Romantic Vineyard. And she writes most of the posts, but he does write some, and they are involved in marriage ministry in their church. The only outlier was my husband, Doug. Um, but he's married to me, so of course, you know, <laughs> he, he knows everything about sex. <laughs> and he has a great voice. Yes, he does. <laughs> Although, I just want to say this for anyone else who's listening. If you had trouble distinguishing some of the other voices, so did I. <laughs> and so right, there were some times where I was like, wait, was that so-and-so or so-and-so? Anyway, so anyway, that, that, it was just interesting. I had, no pro- I had no problem figuring them out, but I was there, so. <laughs> <laughs> what what'd you think, Gay? So uh, I thought it was very interesting. I I really enjoyed listening to it. So one of the questions I had was, and I don't actually know the answer to this. Someone said that for men or for a lot of men, that sex is a barometer of the relationship or the status of the relationship. And I wondered if that's the same for women. So if that is true for a lot of men, is that also the same for women or is for women is there a different barometer i'm not i'm not sh- i'm not sh- i'm not really sure about the answer but um i can understand that i understand what they were saying but i just wonder if women see it in the same way and they all all the other guys nodded when Tom, that was Tom who said that and all the okay. other guys were nodding and yeah that that was that was very clear to me that they all thought that was a really great way of putting it cuz cuz when i was listening to that i was actually shaking my head and saying no it's not and and i don't i wasn't i'm not saying that the, that that's not true for them i'm saying that i just know too many couples where that was not so. And one of my own stories is that we were struggling very much in our relationship years and years ago, but our sex life was kind of good. And so it was one of the things that kind of helped us hang on 
But I would not have said, hey, our relationship's great because our sex is good. What would your husband have said? I don't know. He wasn't there to answer that. Uh, That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, at the time, would he have thought your relationship was fine because your sex life was fine? Well, no, he knew things were not good. Um, But I think that... um, I, I don't know, but I, but I I wonder if maybe he didn't think it was as bad as I did because of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's no, not I've that heard, he knew it was good, but I've heard that of like relationships, you know, divorces happening, or a woman saying "I want out" and the man saying "I thought everything was okay because we were having pretty good sex or we were having regular sex and not yeah, so not." Yeah, so maybe there is a difference in how women and men see it as a barometer. I I nodded my head yes, because when things were bad with us and our sex life was bad, the whole entire relationship was bad. And as we, this is Bonnie, the low drive wife, but as we figured things out and I was able to find some sexual interest, the whole atmosphere of our marriage changed. So I agree with that. And maybe that's because I'm more in that stereotypical setting um, that as the sex got better, the whole marriage got better. But I, I do see how if that's the only aspect of your marriage, that's going well. No, it's not. It's not a good indicator. Yeah. I don't know what a good barometer for me would have been. I, to me, our sex life reflected the quality of our relationship but I never would have looked, thought to look at sex as a way of measuring whether the rest of our relationship was good. But all, I mean, Tom said it and all four guys were nodding their heads in agreement. So, so it's real for them. Yeah. So I think it's something, I think Gay points out something really interesting is you probably, this is a, maybe an area for communication for a husband and wife. Like, how do you see this? Because you may not realize that this is so important to him. He feels like this is a barometer of the relationship. But also you may want to explain, that's not how I see it. And maybe if you guys can kind of work out, you know, believe the other person and trust that and honor that, each of you. Uh, Bonnie? Oh, I was just going to mention that when Paul mentioned about sex being the ultimate form of acceptance, That just really touched my heart because I've heard the opposite so much that, you know, rejecting our husbands is is just such a downfall to them. I mean, it's so crushing, but I had never thought of it in the opposite light that when it's good and it's happening, it's so accepting. And I can think back to our own relationship as things were starting to get better that my husband, I could see him calm down. He wasn't as anxious and um it just things were were settling into place and and he was just a calmer man so i the acceptance uh, was insightful for me you know shanti feldhahn has talked about how men tend to have this really deep seated insecurity that they don't want to reveal to their wives because they're so insecure about it and the thought that sex helps them feel so accepted to me, that's a way that we can help. If, if our husbands have some insecurity about themselves as men, then accepting them sexually is a huge thing, way that we can bless them. 
I, I also think it's important. I don't know where I need to slide this in, but Paul mentioned that I had corrected him on something mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. nearly daily sex to most day sex. So I went back and looked because, r- frankly, I didn't remember this exchange. And but I believed it. It sounds like me. I thought so it was in the I comments. Did, yeah, well, I couldn't find the specific comment, but I found a blog post, a follow up blog post from him where he had said that I, I had actually said and he put it in quotes, sex more days than not. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds that sounds like me. So I just wanted to pop in and say, okay, that's what Jay said. Yeah, you 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 didn't know you were going to be a discussion topic. I didn't. I was like, which Jay? And I was like, oh, me. <laughs> you know, I thought that that little part of the discussion could have been discouraging to lower drive wives. But I liked the idea that each person, the higher drive spouse, the lower drive spouse, should say what their preferred frequency is and then the couple can work it out from there yeah that was that was brad who suggested that and i just loved that idea i thought that just makes sense that's pretty much what dave and i did once we were at a place where we could actually talk about sex without arguments and i think that works whether it's the wife who's the high drive or the husband who's the high drive yeah one of the things that really struck me it was something that my husband said it and that they all really supported the idea that physical and emotional intimacy are so much the same for them. And I wish I had understood that 20 years ago. Once I really got that, I was able to change some things in myself and our marriage blossomed after that. But uh, it was just really nice to hear my husband affirm that, Mm-hmm. I, I think that's important because a lot of times wives get the impression that that their husbands just prioritize the physical intimacy, that it's all about the physical. But what these guys were saying is, no, it's it's this deep connection. It just has this physical manifestation, and, and it's just – it's all wrapped up for us. The comment I wrote down was, it helps me get in touch with my emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, which, and he feels you, safer too. Well, and, and Scott was the one who said that, that sexual, sexual intimacy is an on-ramp to emotional intimacy. Uh, I think this was later. Um, I think it was Tom said something about deep conversations. And after sex, he can get in touch with his emotions. Is that? I think Paul not- said it was easier to have deep, intimate conversation. And I got to tell you, that part, I actually, I think I laughed because, um, okay, so it, people who remember my blog know that I call my husband Spock because he's very logical. He's not like a super emotionally expressive guy. Um, anyway, but yes, yeah, there are times we'll have emotional conversations with me, but not, usually not after sex. Usually it's like, and then there's sleep. <laughs> and, and I was like, what about all the guys who are like, where you're like, oh, let's cuddle and talk. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, like, are we missing out on the emotional conversations? But I, I think actually what, What I think happens there is it's not necessarily after sex, but having a regular sexual intimacy actually does help him to open up, even if it's not right after. Yeah. So not literally after sex, but as a kind of a part of having. Not in my house. It's not right after sex. (laughs) Mine neither. Yeah, that that, it, it, it struck me, too, because it was that point. I read this the the this theory in a book. Um, what's it called? What what can he be thinking or what is he thinking? Or, Anyways, 
But that that theory in the book about how they bond with us after sexual intimacy was like it clicked for me finally. And that's that was part of the reason our my sex I started pursuing my sexual interest is because I wanted that kind of conversation and I wasn't getting it. So if that's how he's going to feel safer with me to be vulnerable, that's what I wanted. To, so that's that was very interesting that he said that and to confirm, you know, the reason I changed my thoughts. Bonnie, you have a wonderful post on your blog, Why Sex, I think is the name of it. And that just and you look at the biology and you explain all of that so clearly. And that really helped me get a better understanding of what was happening. We're going to wrap it up there for this episode. I hope you learned a little about what men really think about sex. We'll get to hear more of these men's conversation in future episodes. For links to their blogs and pictures, too, be sure to check our show notes at ForChristianWives.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sex Chat for Christian Wives. We encourage you to check out our website at sexchatforchristianwives.com where you can find show notes and links to resources. That's sexchatforchristianwives.com. Also, if you enjoyed our podcast, please take a few minutes to leave a review on iTunes so others can find the show. And tell a friend about us. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to reach out to new listeners. We appreciate you being with us today. And we pray that God blesses you this week as you pursue healthy and holy sexual intimacy in your marriage.